0: So, how do you structure a deal like this? This is always the question. Um, how do you, how do you structure a deal like this, Jay, so that you don't feel like you're giving up everything that you've built? I think that's a big concern of smaller firm owners when they merge into a slightly larger one. Is yeah, you know, I, I created this. Am I going to really get
1: all the value out of it that I deserve? And you know what, you you, you have that in the back of your head right up into the moment you sign that agreement. And I will tell you, I haven't thought about it since.
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Earmark Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Oliver. I'm talking today with Jay Kimmelman, formerly of, what, were, what was your firm called, Jay? The Digital CPA. The Digital CPA. I almost said Digital CPA, <laughs> but it's the Digital CPA, not the conference, the firm. I want to know. Uh, you know, did you ever uh, send like a letter of cease and desist to the AICPA on that one?
1: <laughs> I didn't. You know, funny story. When I was getting a name for for the firm back in 2011, digitalcpa.com was like 3,800. dollars The digital CPA was 38. dollars What a deal! You, what a deal!
0: You won that. Also on the show today, returning is Rachel Fish. Hi, Rock. Accounting's Chief Global Development Officer. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much, Blake. Yes, back again. It was funny because the last, you probably want to tee this up, but this kind of started because I was kind of joking with you that the day after <laughs> our last podcast aired, we announced another acquisition. Did you want yes.
0: to? <laughs> right. So the impetus for this second appearance on our show by you, is that we did an episode with Megan Tarno, with Liz Mason, with you and me about HiRock's acquisition of the Mobius Group. And that was really because you were in Scottsdale doing a company retreat, a firm retreat, and you happened to be there and invited me over and we had a chat about it. And that was really great. And we had a listener, actually more than one, say, hey, I love that episode. How do I get CPE for that? And I realized that episode is too short to offer CPE because of the requirements that we have. So the idea was, let's get on, let's talk about Jay and the digital CPA because, well, would you like to announce what has transpired, Rachel?
2: So we announced uh, that uh, effective December 31st, so I guess January 1st, HiRock has acquired the digital cpa.com so uh, jay and his amazing team of three women all coming on board um and jay can tell you about his role and stuff but yeah that was pretty exciting so it was like megan's <laughs> the conversation with mm-hmm. megan uh which was a great conversation um got launched and then i was like oh by the way <laughs> the next we have day everyone like that we're announcing tomorrow so yeah so it, it, we wanted to jump on and talk about that too
0: and I think this is going to be of interest to our listeners because this is part of HIROC's growth strategy, right? It's
2: It absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. We've always had kind of non-traditional growth strategies. Uh, we can talk about some of those others, but one is definitely acquisitions and being as unique a firm as we are, we then seek out very unique <laughs> firms as well to kind of join a collective as we like to call it. So Jay was just a super natural fit.
0: So I'm excited to talk to you and Jay about, you know, how you do acquisitions, what were the easy parts, what were the tricky parts? How is the sausage made? As much as you can let us into that sausage factory. Uh, yes. we'd love to know. And yeah, absolutely. but first, you know, Jay, can you give us a little background on your firm? How did you get to this point?
1: Yeah, so we had pretty much natural growth for a number of years and it started out just myself. And I said, I, I couldn't never do that. So I started bringing team members in yet. Yeah, a lot of the team members were friends and family. You know, they were coming in from different roles. You know, my wife was working with me, helping me get to that point. Yeah. I was still doing a lot of the day-to-day work. So we started shifting a lot of that over. We had outsourced some of it. We had a really Bad experience doing so, and we we had been uh, going through the entire traction methodology, implementing the entrepreneurial operating system in the company, and we had all of these lovely charts of where we were with me in thirty five different buckets, and the future showed me in you know one bucket there at the top and. We never could quite get there because th- that whole thing fell apart and we had to unravel it. And I started doing all the work again. And, you know, all throughout all of this, I had been doing the zero thing and working with Liz and our firms had kind of joined about two years ago because we'd been using the same platform for taxes and we really saw some synergies there. And, you know, over the last couple of years, we talked about it and talked about it. And uh, I will say this year or not this year, last year and engage, I was approached by another firm and I had never thought about doing any of this and and, and selling, joining another firm, making a move like this until that moment. And it's like, Hey, this sounds like a great opportunity. Oh my God. Maybe I do need to do this and, you know, get all of that work off of me and let me breathe and live again. And in, in the last, and now we are, uh, what is it? The 27th in the last 25 days, I've never felt better. You know, I'm energized. I'm I'm working, I'm working more because I just happen to be and I am doing things that I love. I mean, I'm still doing client work. I'm closing out some clients. I am getting them ready for taxes, doing end of year. But I'm also diving into other tech projects, and I'm leading a tech team and an implementation team. And it's really invigor- invigorated me, and it's gotten me to the point where I'm I'm loving life again. That's and good. It's yeah, good to exactly. Love life. Yes, it really is. And uh, you know,
0: <laughs> and to, to say that at late in the end of January is an accomplishment.
1: Yes, and at the same time as that, you know, I have a full kitchen renovation going on right behind me. So it's been loud, it's been crazy, and you know the COVID bug hit. You know, and I was down for a little bit there, but I truly love what I'm doing. I love the people I'm working with, and I can't wait to get my team fully integrated with the High Rock team, and for them to start feeling the love that I've seen and for them to start sharing the knowledge on their e-commerce clients that, that we're dealing with and take it to the next level. So to summarize, you had
0: built the digital CPA up over years to you and what, three people or so? Uh, we were
1: as many as seven. Many as seven,
0: and okay. Yeah. And you, you tried to scale with outsourcing and that didn't go well. Correct. What were the issues you had with outsourcing you don't have to name the 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 outfit if you don't want to you're welcome to if you like to
1: but yeah no, i, I <laughs> won't name the outfit so our outsource resource ended up during covid getting pregnant and was going out on leave and when we started talking to the company they said well in the philippines they get a six month paid leave i'm like okay that's great but what resources do we get? Like, well, you pay for her and we'll give you an admin resource to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. Now, keep in mind during that period, I am training this resource. I am pushing my work down so that I can do more advisory work, talk to the clients, have those meetings, the, the normal thing we do and we're trying to scale. And the plan was to bring in another resource and another resource at that point, but it just broke apart with the other company. And you know, basically they were gonna double my fee and <laughs> have to go through the training again. And, and at that point it just fell apart. Yeah, it's really tough,
0: right? When you're trying to <laughs> transfer knowledge to somebody and you've got one person that relies on and they leave, you can feel like you're just starting all over again from scratch.
1: And you you anticipate it's a contractor relationship, but from their perspective, they made us the employer and made us responsible for all of these other fees. And uh, so you were actually the employer of record in the Philippines. Not in the Philippines, we weren't. No, oh, okay. The company was the company but was. They pass along all of the fees to us oh. because we are, and I'm using air quotes, the employer. Got it. So that was in the fine in the fine print. Yeah. And I will tell you, going through the agreement, there was nothing in there about a maternity leave. I went through it, Mm. did not see it. And it really burned me at that point. And, you know, I don't know if you were in the room when we discussed some of this at Accounting Salon, but I brought up, you know, everything that had happened and how scarred I was and how I thought about never going back out there and utilizing any of these services. And I will tell you, it's one of my current coworkers gave me a company to reach out to. And we had, we had reached out and started using this other company on a, f- a few engagements to just feel it out again. And it was going in a really good direction. So, you know, I, I say, do your homework and learn from those mistakes. And that was quite a, a, a tuition for me. Uh, well, lesson learned there.
0: and And hopefully yeah. our listeners won't fall into the same trap. You really got to know what you're signing up for when you Sign up for one of these outsourcing operations, and Most and, definitely. and and they give you a full time equivalent. So that was a terrible experience. I assume you must have taken a little time to recover, but you'd been working with High Rock for a few years with tax work. Is that right?
1: Well, we've been utilizing the same platform and gaining efficiencies from that perspective. As far as working with other softwares, okay, like uh, using zero and tally for to make up efficient tax uh process so things like that we've been doing together but no we we never actually brought our our work together and that was kind of what led to the conversation that i had with liz and rachel was let's do that and then it ended up well if we're going to do that let's let's do it
3: (laughs) park i am the ghost of christmas future
4: I have come to- Wait, what? Uh, Christmas was over months ago. And I'm pretty sure no one says Hark anymore.
3: Oh, uh, sorry. Since the Great Resignation, there aren't many of us future ghosts left working. So, well, I'm stretched a bit. I should be working on my holiday hauntings, but I'm picking up the slack.
4: (sighs) Yeah, it's tough out there for sure. My accounting firm has real capacity problems too. If we could find a way to tackle the work we have and still grow the firm, we'd be in great shape. But we're bogged down with all these menial bookkeeping tasks.
3: That is why I have come! To show you the future of bookkeeping!
4: That's great, but I'm standing right here.
3: (laughs) Oh, sorry.
4: You got my attention, though. Let's hear about the future of bookkeeping. At this point, I'll even take unsolicited ghost advice.
3: (laughs) The future of bookkeeping is bookkeeper! It will free your accountants from the chains of data entry, reconciliation, and verification. And now, if you schedule a meeting on number four March 31st, 2022, you could win a year of BotKeeper bookkeeping automation free. Just visit botkeeper.com win for details and rules.
4: Wow, a free year of BotKeeper? That sounds pretty amazing, but we already have an online GL.
3: Silly mortal. BotKeeper works with QuickBooks and Zero, the most popular online GLs. Free yourself from tweaking rules and accessing your client's financial accounts. BotKeeper automates it all and learns as it goes.
4: It sounds fantastic, but we're so busy, we don't have time to implement new systems.
3: BotKeeper is quick and simple to implement. And they even help, like Santa's helpers.
4: Okay, I'm interested. How do I get started?
3: Just visit botkeeper.com slash win. And Merry!
4: Yeah, still not Christmas.
0: So... How do you structure a deal like this? This is always the question. How do you structure a deal like this, Jay, so that you don't feel like you're giving up everything that you've built? I think that's a big concern of smaller firm owners when they merge into a slightly larger one is, I I created this. Am I going to really get all the value out of it that I deserve? And you know what?
1: You you, you have that in the back of your head right up until the moment you sign that agreement. And I will tell you, I haven't thought about it since <laughs> because honestly, I mean, I no longer have to do payroll. I no longer have to ensure that, you know, this employee is getting whatever they need. I mean, I now have a team that I am managing. I have other responsibilities, but I don't have those... I don't want to call it shackles because you know you're not locked to it, but you know it really did unleash me. Is how mm-hmm. I feel.
0: You know, well, well, you've got the help you need. You've got a bigger team now. I, that's right?
1: exactly it.
0: Yeah, and, and, not... and
1: I can't tell you. I mean, my right hand. I mean, I can't say enough about Christy and what she has done. And it, it's really funny. Rachel wanted me to meet Christy before the deal went through, and I'm like and, you know. Who is Christine? Christy Christy Monahan. She is the uh, tech guru in the tech team at Hard Rock. And for years, I've known about Christy from whether it was Seth David's Facebook channel or School of Bookkeeping, and you know, and it's like we we got on this Zoom call together, and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm talking to you. It's like it was this mutual admiration for each other, and I can't say enough for. The work that she is doing. And just knowing I have a resource there that I could just say, hey, I need this. And it's done. And done efficiently, and done right. And it's awesome. She, she's just amazing. And I am surrounded by those type of
0: resources. That's great. So Rachel, how many of these kind of deals is High Rock looking to do? What's your strategy? That, or I guess... For those who didn't listen to the previous episode, can you recap the metrics that you're sure. at? And like, you know, I feel like every time I talk to you, there's more people at High Rock.
2: Yeah, well, there, yeah. there is. We're, we're growing rapidly. So I think, you know, from be- the beginning of the year, last year till the end of the year, we essentially doubled our staff. I think Liz, you know, was quoting some growth rates of our revenue being, you know, consistently 60% year over year since the business's inception, uh, whereas the industry average is 42 and, and 60% is like the average, right? So we've had higher years, we've had lower years, 2020, of course, was only 40%. But like, these are, these are the kinds of growth rates that we're dealing with. And so there comes a point where an organic growth strategy is great, but sometimes it just doesn't move fast enough. And then, uh, so we you know, take a look at acquisition. Our first acquisition is the Mobius Group out of Minnesota uh, with Megan Janae Tarnow and her team of, of two others as well. They've been a phenomenal addition to the nonprofit industry segment that we've got now at High Rock. And so we've also been able to, you know, not only add Megan and her team, but we've also been able to, we really believe in the Choose your own adventure model, where every single team member within High Rock can really choose where they're going to go from here, you know from from when they come in until you know wherever they can go. And so there were a couple of team members who were passionate about nonprofits, but they couldn't run an industry segment on their own. And so with Megan and the team coming in, not only do we have you know, the skills and the talent that that team brings, but we're now also able to give the opportunities to these other team members to fully immerse themselves into nonprofit accounting. So like, it really is a win all the way around. I heard your your podcast with Matt and Kenji, of course, of Acuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we currently, we have, you know, similar pain points in some of the things that we've done you know, have worked and some haven't worked. As for how many more we're going to do, we do have one that we would still like to get done uh, this winter, but I think we're going to hold off until at least summer again before looking because there is such a thing as too much too fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can only digest so, so many people into your firm, right?
2: Yeah. And even even the the way that we went about things with Megan and her team, and then realizing some mistakes that we had made there and then correcting those with Jay and his team and then finding that we didn't get those quite right. So then making additional adjustments for the next team to come on. So we're just, you know, ever evolving and ever improving.
0: I'd love to hear about the mistakes. What mistakes did you guys make with Megan's team?
2: (laughs) Oh, Lord.
0: What can you tell me?
2: One thing that we honestly did not give enough thought to and it didn't even occur to us at the time was that there is a different pace of onboarding team members, whether they are a brand new team member, like applying for a job and getting in, or whether they are an acquired team member. (laughs) Because that acquired team member is coming with a full slate of client work. So it's not like a new employee coming in where they can commit to you a full week of learning all the things and getting their computer set up and all of those other things, trying to do that when the employee or when the team member, sorry, has a full client workload is really challenging. And so we did go through, I, I would say the first six weeks were rough in terms of, they were completely overwhelmed. <laughs> so mm. first addressing that and then, okay, what do we need to pull off? How do we then pace this?
0: Were they overwhelmed because there were just so many different tools to learn? Was Yeah, there's a
2: lot to learn. You know, we've talked about you know putting our entire internal tech stack within Dynamics. That isn't done yet. So it's like, we're starting to roll this out while they're coming on board. They still have a CRM mm-hmm. that they're using, but we need to start putting their stuff you know, in our systems. So, yeah, we learned a lot. And actually, when you were at the retreat, that was their first day as High Rock team members. <laughs> so it's like your first date going to a family wedding, right? It's like yeah. everybody all at once. And it was a lot and it was, I think, great for the social aspect of the team to get to know the people as humans and to get to know stuff that we're passionate about and have drinks on the patio at night, you know, and stuff like that. But it did present some other issues as well, where, again, they're coming with a full client load and trying to make sure that we can properly get them onboarded as team members was challenging. So we've taken a much slower approach with Jay and his team possibly a little too slow so we need to find a happy medium there but yeah it's been uh, mm-hmm. we're just we just want to do the best that we can and give the best experience to each of the team members
0: well that's great to hear in terms of the like financial implications of the deal like how, how does it how does it work jay are you a, a partner now of high rock do, high rock's not a partnership structure though do you have equity how, how do you how do you guys do this
1: no there is no equity in the firm i am a member of the leadership team and i get my my salary i mean that's mm-hmm. that's how it is and then we structured the buyout deal separately so
0: got it okay so it's a buyout and then you get the employment contract correct i see and and how do yeah, you do so- those yep go ahead rachel
2: no i was just going to say so it's a it's a standard asset purchase you know where there's a portion up front and then there is an earnout. And so it's really interesting even, you know, as I've gotten deeper into acquisitions to hear some of the other, you know, t- chatter that's going on around acquisitions and and to me it just invests the seller into the growth of the business and of course maintaining, you know, their existing clients and I mean that's the whole point. We we're here for uh for the talent and for the skilled staff, but you know, part of the part of the desire was to strengthen and reinforce our e-commerce team. e-commerce is not going away anytime soon. Um, yeah. and so that was kind of the original draw. I think besides, you know, how well Jay's firm and our firm is in terms of tech stack, um there is also for the leadership team, there are, you know, some equity pool available and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll make sure Jay's taken care of. Don't worry. There.
0: <laughs> how how difficult is it to put together one of these deals? You know, like, it, it, I mean, it seems that seems pretty simple. The way you described it to well, me. Well, you
2: think? Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: like, how do you like? How do you value the book of business? That's always a challenge.
2: I mean, there's there's financial models, right? There's yeah. there's straight calculations that we can take a look at in terms of how to value that. Um, nothing gets done without, you know, the buyer and the seller agreeing that that's what it is going forward. I think in terms of Jay, it was, I don't know, what Jay is easy, the right word. It just seemed like we were on such the same page from so early on that there wasn't like the back and forth and back and forth, um, like, or can be with some others.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I would say that was the case. And I think part of it was, I was just prepared. Prepared. I mean from my perspective, I was prepared. I felt like I was like late with everything. But Rachel's like, no, no, thanks. I mean, you got in, you know, way earlier than I expected. And it's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. So, you know, I I thought it was fairly easy, although we took it right down to the last, I don't want to say last hour, but it's almost the last minute there. I was thinking
2: Christmas got in the way. The holidays is like I'm like, can we not close a deal when everybody's on holidays? Please, that's (laughs) made it a little challenging.
0: During my stint in uh, tech, I learned that you never uh, try to close a deal in the month of December. Like that's at all ever. Like it's it either happens before Thanksgiving or it waits until the New Year.
2: I think that's fair. I think.
0: (laughs) No, for sure. Well. You know, this has been great just chatting with you briefly, Jay. I mean, I know this is the early days and uh, because it's busy season, you haven't had a chance to really integrate as much into High Rock, but I would love to chat with you down the road and I'm sure I'll see you around.
1: Oh, most definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Jay, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with at the very least, how they can follow you online?
1: Oh, for sure. So on Twitter at Jay Kimmelman, and I still have my LinkedIn, Facebook, all the other uh, channels are up. Everything under the digital CPA is, is going to start going away.
0: So you're not going to be, you know, Jay, the digital CPA brought to you by HiRock.
1: you know, like that? No. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about that, but you know, there are there are a couple things. We haven't really nailed down exactly where we're going with the digital CPA brand going forward. So, you know, maybe that'll be another conversation for your podcast. Would you consider selling it? Uh, You'll have to talk to Liz about that.
0: (laughs) All right. So maybe uh, maybe somebody wants to buy the digital CPA if they're listening. I guess, Rachel, you'd probably be the person for them to talk to. How can they get in touch with you?
2: I would. Yeah. Twitter, at Fishbooks, and of course, on LinkedIn. And I would love to have a conversation if there is anyone out there who may be interested in joining the High Rock Collective.
0: Wonderful. Thank you everyone for listening. As a reminder, you can earn CPE credits for listening to this episode. We're going to pair it with the Hi Rock episode. And I can't remember that episode number, but if you go back to our archives and you search for Hi Rock, you'll find it. Listen to that one, listen to this one, then download the Earmark CPE mobile app, find the course, register, take a quick quiz. It's five questions, multiple choice. You'll get your CPE certificate emailed to you. It takes like 10 minutes. I bet, Jay, if you downloaded it right now, you could be sending yourself a CPE certificate in like five because you're so digital. You're so good at this stuff. So <laughs> uh, I'll let you know. Let me let me know. All right. Thank you both. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. See
2: you later. Thanks, Blake.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something new. And if you did, wouldn't it be nice to get some CPE credit for it? Well, I've got great news. My new app, Earmark CPE, offers free naspa approved CPE credits for listening to podcasts, including this one. Visit earmarkcpe.com to download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. That's earmarkcpe.com.